Bishes, and welcome back to another episode with Megan and B, hosts of Bishes Who Eat Dishes. This week on Bishes Who Eat Dishes, we go to Bow, Victoria. Now, I have to put a little disclaimer on this episode. V, who is Vietnamese, is ready to go on a rant. So I'm just like, hold on to your socks, Bishes, okay? Because this is going to be an epic moment because V out of the two of us is, you know, the more quiet, more reserved in terms of her opinion. Get ready. I'm so excited. Okay, go. All right. So we go to Bao. Essentially, we have been talking about this place for a, a few weeks now. Yep. I looked at the re- or the menu beforehand and I was like, you know what? Yeah, they offer vegetarian options. It's an Asian fusion. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? Because, you know, I love Asian fusion as I roll my eyes. Everything. Everything <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> so we meet up at Bao. Uh, it was empty when we showed up. Yep. Inside anyways. There were a couple people eating outside. Uh, we walk in. It's... It didn't give me the feeling of, like, walking into a traditional or authentic Asian restaurant. Like, because I'm used to, like, street food, walking in off the street in Vietnam. Yep. You get, like, the dark... But like dark but noisy restaurant. Yeah. Because there's the chefs are always talking to each other and you know Asian people like to talk on top of each other. Yes. So underwhelmed already. Yeah. We looked at the menu beforehand, but then we had to look at it again. Just in case we missed something. Mm-hmm. So we obviously were gonna do the four bows. For fifteen dollars. For fifteen dollars. Which is a good deal. A super good deal. I We'll say this. I've never had a Taiwanese-style bao before, so I don't know what the dough is supposed to taste like. Okay. So, just for our audience at yes. home, because I feel like... Like, I had to ask the difference. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people would know that both Vietnam and Taiwan have their own version of bao, as does Korea. Yeah, like, all Asian countries have their own version of a steamed bun, bun. essentially. Right. So, in Vietnam, it would be? Um, it's a steamed bun... Like, it's fully enclosed, so it's a stuffed bun, essentially. Um, And traditionally, you have a mini pork um, patty, Mm -hmm. a hard-boiled egg, um, a slice of a Chinese sauce, like uh, pork sausage, um, and then mushrooms, essentially. And the bao, like the pastry itself, Mm -hmm. has a slight sweetness to it, Mm -hmm. so it complements the fish sauce uh, and the the spices, essentially. So and it's like light and fluffy though, right? Yes. yes, like a cloud almost. So the outside, when you rip into it, there's like this chewiness. Okay. On the inside, it's like soft, warm, and cloud-like, like you said. Okay. So again, I don't know what this bao is supposed to taste like from Taiwan. But like having tasted Chinese version bao, Korean, yeah. and Vietnamese... Yeah. We assume it would be along the same lines. Yeah. And it wasn't even about the bow. It was about the stuffing. Yeah. Because that's what makes the bow. Yes. Right? So we got four. I chose a mushroom one, a five mushroom bow. Yeah. For our vegetarian choice. Um, We also did the one that they were calling the traditional Taiwanese. Yeah. Um, And then we did the Korean fried chicken bow. Yeah. And then... 
okay, we weren't going to do no. this last one. And then V switched it up at the last minute, and I almost had a heart attack because V was like, no, we are not ordering this one. And then we did. So I saw the pork meatball bun me, which is so dear and near to my heart. And it hurts me every time I see it on restaurants' menus because it, they can never do it right. Right. Because it is a staple in Vietnam. Yes. So anytime I see banh mi or anything Vietnamese at a restaurant, unless I'm at a Vietnamese restaurant, yeah. I avoid. Yes. Which was like, this was the rant V gave me when I was looking at the menu <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. That's fine. Not a big deal. There are other flavors. <laughs> yeah. We can choose anything else. So we were going to get the Shanghai black bean croquette bao. Right, because I was like, okay, we'll do two vegetarian, two meat. Yeah. And then last second, I'm about to, like, order it, and V's like, we're doing the, the bun v- me. The bun me. And I was like, what is happening right now? So I already knew I was going dis- to be disappointed. But, like, <laughs> I also just wanted to see how badly they were going to fail. And V was not disappointed <laughs> in the amount they failed. <laughs> so besides that, we then also ordered um, a... A the, ramen yeah. bowl, a vegetarian ramen bowl, uh, which was a triple fried tofu in place of the pork belly. Yes. And then it was a mushroom broth rather than pork a pork broth. Um, and we also got the option we could either go all tofu or we could do half tofu and half gailan. And what we know from our vegan episode was... We love gailan. Love it. So anytime <laughs> it's on the menu, yeah. we're like, give it to us. So after we ordered that, I obviously looked over and I was like... I want a Vietnamese iced coffee. Which I had never had before. Yeah. So, essentially, it's just, like, espresso that's filtered through, like, one of those... Pour-overs. Yeah. Over a cup. And then there's a layer of condensed milk. In the bottom of the cup. Yeah. And then you get a separate cup of just ice. Yeah. So, we order two, and it comes out, and the coffee was really good. Yes. But how can you say no to condensed milk? Well, like... (laughs) you can't is the right answer yeah. but i had never done this before so like to me it was super cool um delicious yeah. would totally order it again and that's where our favorite <laughs> moment stopped the food came out and it was a platter of four bows so we started with the mushroom yes okay. so with the description that they gave us it was a mala five mushroom which included a shimeji pickled shiitake king oyster button mushrooms and crispy gnocchi with fresh scallops okay scallions scallions sorry not scallops scallions that would be weird we took a bite into it and i thought i was just eating mush well yeah like there was no textural difference there was no flavor that too well the flavor was just hoisin sauce yeah it was it was very strong and hoisin but like when you have five different mushrooms, like, each mushroom has its own texture and flavor. Yeah. Where was the pickled ones? I didn't taste I didn't it. taste pickled. I didn't taste the crispy mushrooms. I, I did not. There was no texture, and I didn't even realize there was scallions. I was like, no, there wasn't. Yeah. And then I had to look at the picture I had taken before we ate it. I was like, oh, there was. Couldn't taste them. No. It, it was so disappointing. Yeah. Like, our palates were, like V said, just completely flooded with the hoisin. And the texture of the... They could have all been button mushrooms. Yeah. I thought we were just eating button mushrooms the entire time. Because they all tasted like that. Um, And the texture of the mushrooms was the same softness as the bao bun. So it was like... It was mush. I was like, what was the point? Oh, 
so disappointed. So after we cried, we moved on to the traditional Taiwanese. Yes, which is grilled pork belly with sweet peanut powder, cilantro, pickled red onions, and more hoisin sauce. Because you couldn't get enough after the mushroom. All we tasted was peanut. (laughs) It's true. Like, literally, this time, my palate flooded with peanut. And it was just supposed to be peanut powder. Like, I don't know if they infused peanut in every other ingredient in that bowl, but it was just peanut. I feel like the pork belly was sautéed or pre, like, soaked in peanut butter. Yeah. Because that's what it tasted like to me. Oh. Like, I will say the pork belly was nicely cooked. It was grilled perfectly. Yes. Everything else was a miss. I mean, yeah. Like, I couldn't taste the pickled onion. It I was there. I couldn't taste the cilantro. No, I could not either. The peanut legitimately smothered everything. everything. Um, I also, like, and we kept saying that 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 particular one could have been made so much better yeah. if it had more cilantro, if it had a citrus, citrus so a, a hit of lime was our thoughts, um, and some jalapenos. Yeah, just some heat. Yeah, and that would have taken it from where it sat disappointingly on the plate to hello, food bomb in my yeah, mouth. exactly. I also think the problem with the pickled onion was that it just wasn't pickled long enough. Because if you can't taste it, it means that they've either done a poor quick pickle on it, or it just it just hasn't sat long enough in the vinegar to get that true pickled flavor. It was not flavor. a pickled red onion. It basically was just a diluted red onion. Yeah. Because it wasn't even a raw no. red onion, because that would have had more. It just didn't even have the onion punch as a raw onion, and yeah. it didn't have the pickling. So it was just water-based onion. Yeah, which was super disappointing. So then... <sighs> We moved on to the Korean fried chicken bao. Which, out of the four, was, was our the best favorite. One. Yeah. The best one out of the four. We're not saying it's the best. No, no. We're just saying it was the better one out of, out of the, the four, four we had. So this one here had the uh, spicy mayo, scallions, slaw, and kimchi. I don't remember the slaw. There was no slaw. There's a little bit of carrots, shaved carrots. But I think that is was that it. what a slaw is these days? I think so. I'm pretty sure slaw has cabbage in it. Yeah, it's supposed to be. There is no slaw. Um, the crispiness of the chicken was a delightful texture yes. compared to what we were having because everything was mushy. Yeah. So the crunch was nice. The crunch was nice and the chicken was cooked really, really well because it was still very tender and moist inside. Yes. Um, and there's a slight sweetness to yes. the, uh, the chicken. Which I appreciated. Compared to the rest. So, we're kimchi snobs. We really are. Uh, having it in Hawaii for the wedding. Oh, traditional. No. Mm, and also, good. Chef Moto at House of Boating makes the island's best kimchi. Like, hands down. Like, I... Well, I didn't buy it. For Christmas, V bought me <laughs> a container of kimchi from House of Boating. Yeah. I put it on everything. Yeah. Everything. So, once you have that, and then you eat this... I mean, it wasn't... Bad? It wasn't bad. I just also don't know if they went to Costco and bought big junk. They could have. So, like, we're checking things off at Costco. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. The kimchi was mediocre. Yeah. Which, not, not the worst kimchi I've no, ever had. No. Just not great. But the spices from the kimchi, with the slight sweetness of the Korean chicken and the crunch, 
I say all it needed again was like a slice of jalapenos. A little cilantro. Just like a little dash of citrus. Yep. And then perfect. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with that. So those are the three. Then we come down to the one disappointment I was preparing myself for. Get ready. (sighs) The pork meatball bun me. Bow. So this has the spicy... It's oh fuck. <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. So the <laughs> description is spicy milk pickles. And in Vietnamese, if you're translating that word for word, it says spicy pickle juice. Okay? Why would I want spicy pickle juice? To soggy up that delicious bao. Exactly. Like where's the pickled vegetables that we are known for? Exactly. They also stated that there was pork pate. Which there was not. I didn't taste anything. Then there was slaw, which to them was carrots. Again. Fresh cilantro and a spicy mayo. I didn't taste any spice at all. No. I was so confused. We've been into it. I gave Megan the first honors because I wanted to see the disappointment in her face. And it delivered. (laughs) (laughs) okay so i've had vietnamese food at v's house there's your first mistake if you ever go for vietnamese food anywhere else because the stuff her mom makes is just like out of this world good and v makes great vietnamese food too but like v's right any vietnamese dish i've ever had or place i've ever gone there is always the vegetables Right? Like, there's always cilantro. There's always... Jalapenos. Jalapenos. There's always lime. There's always daikon. Carrots. Carrots. Bean sprouts. Oh, yeah, bean sprouts. All of the herbs. But we're not going to get into that. But the main staple... Okay, the the meatball and, like, culturally, I am Italian, so I know a good meatball. This was not a good meatball for any culture. It was so dry. It was cardboard material as you bit into it. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, not, it wasn't flaking, it was just falling apart from dryness. Yeah, it was so dry. There was no flavor to it. No, it was so bland. Like, did you forget the salt? There was no fish sauce. How, how can you call yourself a Vietnamese pork if you don't have fish sauce? No fish sauce. Ah! No spice. No fresh herbs. Like, there was no garlic either. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. We live and die by yeah. garlic. I, I, I know. <laughs> There's none. I also die by garlic. <laughs> so you know. So you know it's bad when I'm so angry. <laughs> like, just... Like, I couldn't even finish it. Like, I wish I had taken a video of V's face when she was eating this. I have rarely... Like, V is a very level temper person and I have rarely and I we have been friends for like eight years I have rarely seen her so angry that she is lost for words mm. and then the only words that come out of her mouth were where's my fish sauce <laughs> where's the garlic <laughs> it's like it's just like these random things and I'm like sitting here being like I get it I totally get it but I'm scared right now and like her oh. face just got angrier and angrier the more she chewed so disappointed like, where's the lemon... I can't. 
I, I need to stop. Can you tell that there was a lot of things missing to make I it Vietnamese? Because I'm scared again. Like, <laughs> feeling anger. We're sitting too close. Ugh. Anyways, um, after we sat there and I basically ranted for another five to ten minutes about how horrible that was, we decided to look into the restaurant. We wanted some information on it, like how it came about, who the, who owners, the owners were. were. Uh, so Megan did some digging around, um, and we couldn't find anything on their website because apparently before there was an about page. Yeah, so I had originally looked at their website a year ago, so around the start of the pandemic, yeah. um, because you know everything was closed, and I was looking for different takeout options. And I remember there being um, an about us, like their story how it came about who they were as people and chefs and like the inspiration kind of and I remember reading this so V's like no there's nothing on their website and I was like "Mm, I'm pretty sure there is and so when I brought up their website there is nothing they removed it like it is completely gone and the reason that we're bringing this up is especially because the time we live in but I feel like and I hate to say this But I feel like there was a lot of cultural appropriation going on in this moment. And the reason I say this is because I would be totally fine, speaking as a Caucasian, I would be totally fine with any restaurant that is honest about who they are. Like if they had said, you know, hey, I'm a chef with this many years experience. Here's some of the places I've worked. Um, We're both white. Yeah. Very white people. Um, but love Asian food. Love Asian food. Spent a lot of time in East Asia. Um, really fell in love with the culture and the food and wanted to bring that back to Canada to make it approachable to other Caucasians. Yeah. Fully support that because you're being honest and transparent about what you're doing. Yeah. But the fact that you've removed that and it can't be found on your website. And even when you Google it, you have to do a lot of digging to find out who the owners are to the point that one Yelp review had someone saying how they love to support local businesses for people of color. So to me, you're purporting yourself to be something that you're not. And if the impression you're giving off is that you're an Asian run business or a person of color run business and you're monetarily gaining from that there's a huge problem yeah and this is what they were doing in my opinion um because they are two white people there was not a single colored person in that restaurant behind the line in the kitchen in the dish pit not a single person of color and the the two owners a guy and a girl um they had for a decade previously worked for noodle box Yes, which we found out by another customer asking them because we wanted to ask those questions, but we weren't we weren't going to essentially. And thank goodness for that gentleman who was just like, "Hey, yep. what happened to the?" Because the noodle box it used to be a noodle boxer, used to be in that location. Um, and I mean, the the one owner, the female, she was actually the woman who was there and who yeah. served us. And I'm pretty sure her. I'm I'm pretty sure they're married, or at least together together um he was the chef that was there 
Um, and she was saying, you know, yeah, we used to work for Noodlebox before it was franchised and during the period when it became franchised, and then they went really downhill and they're terrible to their staff. Um, so we left and we opened this place. And Noodlebox is also Asian fusion. Asian fusion. Which everyone knows. Yeah, run by a white person. Um, but people know that. Yeah. Right? So. I struggle really hard with the fact that, to me, they're representing themselves as a part of the the Asian community and or a people of color community um, and getting monetary gains from that and not being as transparent as they could about who they are. Yes. That's my rant on it. That being said, you know the food is not cooked or inspired behind the line at that location by people of color. No. There's just a lack of knowledge and experience flavor-wise. Yeah. That you can teach, but you can't like you can teach adding ingredients, but you you can't teach just knowing a flavor. Yeah. And that's what I feel like Bao is missing. If they bring in chefs from parts of the world or, or culturally, yeah, you know, they could gain so much more from that. Absolutely. I just, I don't see why they haven't done that. I don't, and I don't know either. Yeah. And like, I don't know the reasons, but I also feel that they're calling it Asian fusion which is code for white-centric in the sense that we're presenting Asian food that is comfortable for a Caucasian palate. That's good enough for a Caucasian palate. Yeah, and and for a large percentage of Caucasians, um, Canadians and Americans, most of us have never been to Asia um, or have never been to an authentically... Asian restaurant. Yeah, exposed to those to those flavors. flavors. And to me, it's like I understand that like white people don't have as an adventurous palate as what we what we think. Yeah. You know, but I don't see why you can't introduce people to that to that world and to those flavors because I think you're doing a disservice to your clientele by not believing that they could make that leap. Yeah. You know, because the the true art of Asian food is balance. Yes. Is balance in all flavors. Yes. And they are masters at being able to pull on all the categories of sweet, salty, yeah. texture, spicy, crunch, like spicy, everything. everything, and fusing it into one dish. Yeah. And that's what I love about Asian food so much. I agree with you. Um, talking about the balancing of all the ingredients, that's clearly a skill that they are lacking. Yeah. Uh, for example, the hoisin overpowering everything, the peanuts overpowering, overpowering everything, everything, the no. lack of citrus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy how there's so many restaurants like that. Yeah. But we don't take the time to think. It's like, okay, it's good enough for this population, but is it good? Yeah, and why should it be Could good be enough? Better. Why should it be good enough for that population, yeah. though? Why are we catering to the white population? And, like, speaking as a white person, like, 
Why? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I... I hope they hear this, or, like... No, seriously, I hope they hear this. Yeah. They... There's definitely some learning to be done. And and I, I think, like... And I'm pretty sure when they did have an about on their page that that was the story, that they had spent time in Asia and, and loved the cuisine over there. But to me, that's almost more disappointing. If you've spent time there, how can you have this and think, yeah, it's good, it's right, because it's not. Yeah. I haven't even been to Asia, but I've eaten at enough, <laughs> yeah. enough really good, authentic Asian food yeah. to know that this was not right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe things will change. I hope so. But anyways, that was a side bread. We're going to go back to the noodle oh dish. Oh my god, now. we're still we still have one more dish. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. The triple fried tofu with half gailan in a mushroom broth. So, clearly not a traditional ramen. No. Even if it was with the pork broth and pork belly. Um, the flavoring wise, I think it even just in the ingredients said Chinese. Yeah. Um Starting with the main part, to me, in any noodle dish, has to be the broth. Yes. In Vietnam, pho, <laughs> the broth is the staple. I could take a bath yeah. in that broth. So when I took a sip of this, it was dark in color because they used mushrooms. I get it. But it also looked like there's a lot of chili peppers. So I was expecting heat. Yeah. There was absolutely no heat. Like, it wasn't... There's not even a touch of spice. Yeah. I would say yes, but no. Yeah, no. It looked pretty. It did. It didn't taste pretty. <laughs> no, and it's it's so strange to me because, like, it didn't even taste mushroomy. No. Like, which, to me, like, I've made mushroom broth. Yeah. And I've had mushroom broth other places, and it, it's... There was just no earthly, like, earthiness to it. Yeah, there was zero earthiness. There was zero of that mushroom essence that you expect. Um, I will say that they did a soft-boiled egg with it. um, And that was the most flavor in the whole dish because it was steeped in the mushroom broth. um, And when you ate it, it was was a mushroom explosion in your mouth. Delicious. Yeah. But that's where... That was it. That was where it started and ended. Uh, the entire bowl was just one note. Yeah. I'm going to say that a lot because <laughs> that broth had no flavor. It was just flat. Yeah, it then was. Then you move into the noodles and it was like almost instant noodles. It reminded me of boxed spaghetti. <laughs> which says a lot. Because like, which is not ramen. No. Ramen is a very specific noodle. Yeah. That was not ramen. Even if they had used, like, um, soba noodles? Yeah. That would have been delicious. But this was, like, a blend between instant Mr. Noodles and spaghetti. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. So there's no flavor to that either. Yeah, even if they had done an udon. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been so good. So we move on to the triple fried tofu, and I can tell you this. They freeze their tofu first, then they flash fry it. Then they pen sear it, and then flash fry it again. Yeah. Uh, because you get the dryness on the outside, but then the inside was just super chewy and dry. Yeah, and I don't eat a lot of tofu. V eats a lot of tofu. Yeah. 
Uh, I've had tofu a few different ways. I've had fried tofu and I quite enjoy it. Um, but this was, the texture was unlike anything I've ever had. It was like a really, really dry pork chop mixed uh, with yes. mixed with shoe leather. And I didn't know if it, like I had to ask me, I didn't know if it was done this way because they were trying to like do a mock pork right. kind of feel to it. But I was also, like, when V mentioned they probably freeze it and then fry it, and I was like, is this because of the moisture content of tofu so you don't get the spit back when you put it in the deep fryer? And, you know, V confirmed that that's exactly why they do it. But it was... The t- I mm, the texture. But if that's the case, if you're going to freeze it, fry it once. Yeah. And then it wouldn't get so rubbery and dried yeah. out. Like, that's all you need. Fry it once. Even just pan sear it, like... Anything but triple frying frozen tofu is a big no-no. Well, and two, it was like the outside was supposed to be crisp. Like the inside, yeah. we'll just forget that happened because it was shoe leather. But the outside was supposed to be crisp to give that textural element. But then you're taking that and you're putting it in the broth and it's kind of sitting before it comes to the yeah. table. And then it's sitting at the table so and it becomes soggy. soggy. <laughs> so you totally lose the fry aspect of it. You just... Yeah, defeated the purpose of triple fry. Exactly. But then there is the guy line, which we were so excited for. I can't talk to you. Okay, well, we're going to listen to Megan rant about her guy line because okay. here we go. I freaking love guy line. I will eat guy line every single day. Yeah. They chopped up my guy line into little tiny pieces. <laughs> not even chopped off. It was like... <laughs> it was tiny. It was like... Why? Why did you do that? The whole point of Gailan is that you leave it in the bigger pieces because you want a little bit of the leaf and the stem together. And the crunch. And the crunch. And it gives, when it's done like that, it gives such flavor. And there's something satisfying about picking up a giant stem of Gailan. Out of a soup. With chopsticks and biting into it. And then you get a little bit all all over yourself. Like, that's the point of Gailan. Yeah. Slaps you in the face with sauce. Like, come on. There's no slapping here. No. And also, had they left it whole, it would have added a little flavor to the broth. Yeah. But they chopped it all up and... They lost the, the flavor of the Gailan. They they completely... It didn't even taste like Gailan. No. The stems were hard. Didn't taste like Gailan. The leaves were overcooked. Yeah. To where they were just kind of, like, falling apart. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even find half of them. So, like... <sighs> I am so upset right now. So Bao was just a disappointment. For both of us. For us. For us. Um, again, I don't want to say it's good for Caucasians. It's good if it's like you're super hungover or you're drunk. I'm sure it is. But like if you're looking for quality street food, Asian food, that's not the place I would go. No. And I think our next mission should be is we are going to find you some good, we're going to try. Some, <laughs> man, I made a, made, a, made a commitment I can't keep. We are going to try and find you some authentic, good Asian food. So I'm telling my mother to cook us dinner. Fire up the oven! <laughs> Which I think at this point we're just going to do because no one else can do it. Even the Vietnamese restaurants here. And it's like the Chinese restaurants here, and I've been saying this forever, you know I have, that I have my rant about yeah. this, is they are catering to the white-centric flavor and, and taste buds and palate. I hate it. 
I hate it. It's it's hard because there's also different regions within mm-hmm. the country, mm-hmm. so different flavors. But when you are claiming that it's a traditional pho, for example, exactly, and you go to four different restaurants and it tastes four different ways, nothing the same, you know something's wrong. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. Essentially. But anyways, that was... That was Bao Victoria. Never again. I'm sorry. But, like, I mean, also, Bishes, it's good that we go to these places and can give you the honest reviews and the honest opinions because not every place we're going to go to is, like, going to be amazing and hit it out of the park. And that's important, too, because, like, then, hey, if you don't believe us, you can go... You can try, and then you can think back to this moment and, and be like... They did tell us. They did warn us. <laughs> but oh God. until next time, bitches, we... Don't hope- eat the bun meat! No! <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it! We will hunt you down. Um, but until next time, we hope to have a more positive review, maybe? Maybe. Shoot us. Where are we going next? Someone, just give us an idea. Yes, we need some suggestions, some opinions... You can like, follow, subscribe, and comment um, on any of our social media at Bishes Who Eat Dishes on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. Or email us. Oh, yeah. Our email is on our website at www.bitcheswhoeatdishes.com. Yes. And until then, Bishes, we are going to go cry in a corner over our banh mi and gai lan. Peanuts. Freaking peanuts. <laughs>